welcome to Become a Unique Podcast, a place where you can be well and be you. We are all about lifestyle with a focus around wellness over here. One week we may be talking about gut health and the next week we may be having a conversation about being enough. No matter what the topic, the goal is to inform you with information and tools so we can vibrate higher as our true selves. Be ready to grow in a beautiful way. Becoming Unique is a growing podcast and would love your support by following or subscribing to this podcast. In Apple Podcasts, click the plus button. Reviews are also helpful for the podcast growth. So all reviews are appreciated. And lastly, but not least, be sure to share the podcast because the best advertisement is word of mouth. So let's get started with today's episode. Hey, y'all. So we are about to dive into an amazing conversation about Pilates. I feel this conversation is for all. If you don't know what Pilates is, or even if you do know what Pilates is, this is a conversation to give you the basics around Pilates, to have you have an understanding of what Pilates is, which would be amazing for the person that really has no idea what Pilates is. And then I also think it's a great conversation for someone to listen to that think they know what Pilates is, or they do know what Pilates is. It's, you know, there's so many other small details around Pilates in this conversation that even if you're like, I've been taking Pilates classes for two years, I know what it is. It's deeper stuff for you to learn even more. And then even at the very end of the podcast, so, you know, make sure you listen to the end. My guess definitely went left field on me. Like I really didn't expect the answer that she was going to give me, that she gave me. Did that even make sense? Like my last question to her like was, you know, is there anything that you feel like you need to share about Pilates that we didn't talk about? And she went left field. She said something I completely didn't think she would talk about or know she would talk about because I'm over here thinking, oh, I kind of know what Pilates is, but she schooled me. She definitely schooled me on Pilates. And I wish... I had access to this conversation a few years ago. When I first joined my gym, a part of like my initial joining of the gym, they gave me access to free private Pilates sessions. And I went in for my free private Pilates sessions, you know, with no questions. But I really had absolutely no idea at that time what Pilates was. I was on this reformer machine, which I didn't even know what what this contraption was. I was doing what they told me the the woman told me to do, but you know, I feel like if I heard this conversation before I took that class, I would have been mentally prepared to be able to embrace the class, to have understanding, you know, on how beneficial, you know, this, this session was for me and, and, and 
been able to be a little more present with it by having more understanding around it. So, yeah. So that was like my first, probably one of my first introductions into like Pilates. And then, you know, throughout the years, I didn't buy any of the, you know, private sessions. (laughs) You know, I just kept my gym membership and I took whatever classes, you know, sometimes throughout the years, I would take a Pilates class. I didn't take Pilates often throughout the past couple of years because number one, it was challenging. um, And I felt like it was just an ab workout. And A couple of years ago, and this is probably before I started my journey, you know, every time I got into these ab workouts, I would get the biggest Charlie horse cramps in my stomach. So that was a deterrence for me taking the classes. I I used to run over to the teachers all the time. I'm like, I'm getting these cramps in my stomach. What do I do? They're like, drink more water. (laughs) Um, So yeah. Knock, knock on wood, I haven't been experiencing any of those Charlie Horse cramps anymore since I've been um, taking Pilates classes over the past, um, over this past year. Hopefully it's because I've had a lifestyle switch by, you know, having more nourishing meals in my diet, drinking my water and so on. So maybe, you know, that was the cause of, you know, me getting those Charlie Horses. Um, It may have been the poor nutrition in my body. I'm not sure. But now I'm becoming a little more regular with the Pilates because, you know, I'm like, oh, I want to build my core to be stronger and so on. So with now introducing more Pilates into my life and I'm now taking the mat classes. So you're going to learn on this um, episode, there's different types of Pilates and we're going to learn about that, you know. So I've been doing the the mat classes over the past couple of months a little more um, consistently. And I've definitely, you know, change doesn't happen overnight, but I'm starting to see these little small micro changes, you know, um, within these, from taking the classes, for showing up. That's, you know, something so amazing about just showing up you know even though something may be challenging or we feel it's difficult by just showing up you know you know it it doesn't necessarily um get easier but it gets better and yeah let me not jab my mouth off too much because let's get into this conversation about pilates and uh, let's go Today on the Becoming Unique podcast, I have an amazing guest by the name of Jill. Welcome. Hi, Unique. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. I just can't wait to be in conversation with you about Pilates. But before <laughs> we jump into talking about Pilates, I want to learn about Jill. Who is Jill? <laughs> well, I am the owner of Man of Pilates and Health. We are located in Denver, Colorado. Um, so I'm a Pilates instructor. I'm also a functional medicine health coach. Um, we also host wellness retreats, which is super fun. Um, I have an amazing husband named Jack, Jack and Jill, not a joke, and a sweet little six-year-old son. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that you guys are Jack and Jill. (laughs) That is the cutest ever. What what did you guys name your son? His name is Ryder. 
Ryder. That's the that's the name of the school my daughter goes to college, Ryder University. Oh, lovely. <laughs> okay, so um, I I love. I love what you just told me about you, that you are into functional medicine, you're into Pilates. It's just like, this is all about the Becoming Unique podcast. It's all about wellness and health. So I'm even more excited to speak to you knowing that, you know, you got functional medicine under your belt as well too. <laughs> <laughs> yep, sure do. I, you know, it's somewhere along the way after, you know, I had been a professional dancer and a dance teacher and, you know, I'd always studied the body and how it moved and, you know, Pilates obviously was a very natural progression. And then, you know, down the line, I realized, well, I want to be able to help more people just feel more vibrant. And, you know, that's when the functional medicine piece came in. I want it to be able to truly cover all parts of health and wellness. So it's been a lot of fun. Yes. Okay, so Pilates is the topic. And can you tell us what is Pilates? <laughs> I love when people ask that because it's funny, but a lot of people just don't know, even though it's been around forever. But I'll call it a form of exercise, but it's it's so much more than that. Pilates can be corrective and preventative and used for rehabilitation as well as athletic conditioning. So um yeah, it's a form of exercise and movement, and it can encompass so many things our bodies need. Mm. So one may ask, why do Pilates? That's a good question. <laughs> well, I'd say, you know, Pilates, one of the goals of it is to bring your body back to the most neutral alignment possible. You know, we all have skeletal misalign or issues and muscular misalignments and imbalances. So it, its goal is to help bring your body back to neutral alignment mm -hmm. and um, creates a healthy spine through mobility through the spine. So you take the spine through flexion and extension and rotation and lateral flexion, and it works on stability. So stabilizing your joints, your spine through you know, the smaller stabilizing muscles, as well as the core. It's, it's been coined the name, the godfather of core exercise for a reason. You really get into all the deep layers of the core. So Pilates is going to help you. Like I said, you get into it to be corrective in your posture and alignment. Mm -hmm. A lot of people use it and for rehab. So it kind of takes PT, maybe post-surgeries to the next level, a little more functional movement. Um, and it's just a great cross conditioning. So, you know, I'm here in Colorado. So, you know, people use it for, to condition for skiing and hiking and cycling and mm -hmm. Ironman and marathons and all those wonderful things. Um, golf, it's great for pre and postnatal care. It's, it's wonderful. Everybody should do it. <laughs> I love that you said the godfather of core because I just recently tried started to amp up taking Pilates classes mm -hmm. and yes it's the godfather of core <laughs> for, for me and my body <laughs> well I love it too you know a lot of people will take a Pilates class and the next day they're like I don't know what that muscle is. I've never been sore here. What is that? So finding muscles you didn't even know you had. <laughs> yes, yes, I, it, yes, yes, yes. 
I agree so much. And you, I feel like you just listed a lot of benefits of like doing Pilates, but um, can you just kind of like break down the benefits? Because, you know, a lot of times we want to do something, but we want to know what's in it for us. What's the benefits? <laughs> so if someone's thinking about Pilates, um, list like the, the benefits, like what will they get out of it? Oh, you know, I feel like one, it's going to prevent injury. Mm. You're going to feel longer and leaner and less compressed. I, you know, it, it, it creates functional strength as opposed to what I call like show strength, right? So, mm. you, you know, I have all my clients that maybe they don't feel like they're getting stronger in the session because we always make it harder and harder, but whether they're moving through life and their job or playing with their family, they feel they're like, I just feel so much stronger and so much more endurance. So, um, and again, through that, all that corrective and balancing, it's going to, like I said, prevent injury. Mm. Um, and it's just going to create much more body awareness for yourself. People start to feel more empowered in their body. Um, they know how to use it more. Um, yeah. So, so many things, just depending on what your goals are. Yeah. It, 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 you know, if you find a, a good instructor and you're clear about your goals, the benefits and the reasons why you should do it are everything that the reasons that you need it for. <laughs> yeah. 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 These are some great benefits, you know, like you said, prevents injury. I feel like that's definitely key because, you know, you may do, be doing other forms of workout, but just having that body awareness, you know, it's very, very, very important. Yeah. And one other thing I was going to say, you know, a lot of people come in and they're athletic, you know, they're, they're strong and, but they're imbalanced, right? Yeah. And with that imbalance becomes, you know, so they're strong, but really stiff or they're strong, but because their muscle pattern is always the same, it's breaking down their body and causing injury. So creating that balance, um, as, yeah. as one of the best benefits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 I, I agree. Um, so who is Pilates for? Absolutely everyone. <laughs> Absolutely everyone, whether you're 10, whether you're 90, whether you've never exercised a day in your life, whether you have done it all the time and you don't feel like you need anything else. It is for everyone because it can be so many different things. If you came in and watched me work with my clients from the beginning of the day to the end of the day, each session is completely different and we're doing completely different things. So, um, mm -hmm. it, you know, everyone can really do it. That is one of the beauties of Pilates. You, you can do it throughout your entire life. It never becomes something that's too hard for you to do because you just you change with the movement and what you need and um, props and, you know, modifications and things like that. So truly it's safe for everyone. Everyone can do it. Everyone can be challenged by it. Um, yes. So everyone, I'm sticking with my answer, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling you was going to say that. <laughs> final answer, final answer. Final answer, that's right. Everyone. Okay, we have to have a sign-up sheet at the end of this podcast. <laughs> everyone must do Pilates. So, yeah. uh, so now, 
what is the history behind Pilates? Like, where did it come from? How did it start? They just, just come? <laughs> yeah, poof. No, <laughs> it wasn't developed okay. on Instagram, no. <laughs> so Joseph Pilates um, was born in Germany. He was a pretty sick kid and pretty and had a quest for health and wellness. He took on bodybuilding. He became a model for anatomical drawings. He researched and practiced almost every kind of form of exercise and movement you can think of. Even he would research and watch movement of animals. He really geeked out on it. <laughs> um, he was an internee during World War I, and he used that time to really develop what we now know as Pilates. He worked with the soldiers, helping to rehabilitate them, and he would use the springs from the hospital beds, mm. which is kind of a, a shadowing of what the reformers became. Um, and then in the early 1920s, he, he moved to America. He opened his first studio. He worked mostly with dancers at first. Um, he actually named it Contrology because it was all about controlling the body through movement. Um, he, he really believed that it was a men mental strengthening as much as physical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So he was he was a super interesting creative creative guy. But yeah, it started a long long time ago. Many people don't know that. You know, uh, I knew that Joseph Pilates started on um, Pilates, but I didn't know he was a sick kid. And it's interesting to um and that was I guess his motivation to just like have this goal for health and wellness. And it's just so interesting. It's like more and more, it's like I'm finding out that there's so many, um, I think, is it called wounded warriors out there? Like, you know, you kind of have to like, <laughs> you know, you get, you're wounded and that's what causes you to be the warrior because you're pushing through. Yeah. And, you know, it's just so interesting. It's like the more and more I talk to people, it's like they got to that place from being kind of in a broken place. <laughs> Absolutely. And he had, um, he was so innovative and I love that he, I mean, he tried everything. And like I said, even research how animals move and mm -hmm. um, yeah, but he definitely, you know, being a sick kiddo, it just, yeah, motivated him to move above and beyond it. And he sure did and helped a lot of people do it too and continues to help so many people, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we're having a conversation about it in 2022. Yeah, exactly. So, so, he, <laughs> so he has definitely made his footprint, his stamp, you know, for us to be you know, generations later still talking about the work that he gave to um, society through yeah. Pilates. So, uh, okay. So now there's different types of Pilates. I go on my gym schedule sometimes and I'm seeing different types of Pilates. <laughs> and then, and then even when um, I had a friend talking to me today about Pilates and she was like, what are you on that machine? <laughs> and so, you know, I'm like, no, I don't do the machine. I'm on the mat. So, but can you break down the different types of um, Pilates? Well, yeah. So we have, <laughs> there's so many now, you know, there's classical Pilates which they try to really hold true to the form of what Joseph taught. And there's contemporary Pilates as well, which just kind of takes what, and we've learned so much more about the body and kind of applies that to the original Pilates method. 
-hmm. And then, you know, then everybody wants to jump in, right? So now there's a lot of fusions. There's, you hear the, the phrase Pilates on steroids. And I'm like, okay, well, that might be a great workout, but it might not really be Pilates anymore. So, you know, there's so many little offshoots that are coming from it, but and you have basically classical and contemporary, mat and reformer. Um, yeah, and then people just get really creative beyond that. Okay, okay, yeah. So, so like each, you get, the gyms may call it something else because they want to have an exclusive class to their location and so on. But just to break down the core of things, there is the reformer, which is the machine. Yeah. Um, or do I call it a machine? Or, yeah, yeah, it's a machine okay. or a piece of equipment. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, with the equipment, then there's mats where you're, you know, the mats, and then there's classical, which is the way Joseph Pilates originated it, and then there's contemporary, and then sure. a bunch yeah. of, and then a bunch of stuff in between. Exactly. <laughs> so if anyone's out there and they're looking around at their, you know, local town schedules for Pilates. That's kind of like the breakdown. Correct. Yeah. So now when you take a reformer class, a class with the, you know, the machine, the um, what, like, what's the difference between that class? Like, what's that class all about? Well, it's not really a class. I'm assuming you, it, it, do you do that one in classes or you only do private sessions? So now at this point in my career, I only do private and duet sessions because Again, for me, I really like to know what each person's goal is, you know, look at their misalignments and really develop, you know, um, a strategy to get them there. One and two, you know, people always like, oh, do you plan your classes in advance? I'm like, there's no way I can because if someone came in and their back might hurt from weeding their garden or, you know, they just hiked a 14 or, or they slept funny and their neck hurt. You, you meet them where there is, they are and you design their workout for them. But, um, you know, for any class, whether you're doing a mat or a reformer, it's really important first just to get them to breathe. So one of my favorite co quotes of Joseph Pilates was above all, learn how to breathe correctly. And it sounds so simple, but I can tell you unique people come in and they're not breathing. Their diaphragm's not moving. They're all in their chest and their shoulders. And if you're, if you don't know how to breathe correctly, there's no way you're engaging your deep core properly. You're not going to have the proper um, skeletal alignment you need. Obviously it's going to affect your digestion and your stress and, and so many things. So I usually like people to connect to their breath and, you know, most clients or most instructors will take their clients through a warm up. I like to focus on a little fascia release wherever clients are really tight and just a little warm up, just kind of mobilizing their, their joints and, um, and then dive into whatever it is their body might need that day. Okay. Um, can I ask you, how do you breathe in Pilates? <laughs> Hmm. That's a, a, a very deep, deep question. Well, I guess <laughs> um, the very, very ABC cut down version of you it. You know, it, and this is something people get incorrectly too, is that they have to hold 
their stomach, suck it in. And that's not right. You know, if you, if, if you're doing that and then you try to inhale and you're breathing up in your chest and your upper traps and your shoulders, that's not helping anybody. So first, you know, as they inhale, you have to really allow your diaphragm to drop. You need to allow your ribs to expand in all directions. Mm -hmm. um, you need to release your pelvic floor. So that's such a, an important one um, is the pelvic floor health. And to, in order to have a strong pelvic floor, you need to be able to release it, which a lot of people actually can't. So first we focus on that kind of allowing the diaphragm to drop, allowing the ribs to expand in all directions, allowing the pelvic floor to open. And then on the exhale, gathering the pelvic floor, softening the belly, gently wrapping your abs, that kind of corset feeling and elongating the spine. So I always, always have to come back to that with people because, you know, even sitting, right? We're sitting a lot and that's compressing our core and our diaphragm. So people come in and they might be stressed or they've been sitting a lot and it's just not moving. So um, that's, it's, yes, that is step one. And then exhaling and engaging the core properly and allowing the spine to lengthen rather than sucking your stomach in like someone's gonna punch you um, and shorten the spine. Um, that's not where we wanna be. So that usually, and on I, when people ask me when they first start doing Pilates with me, what can I do at home? I always tell them, practice breathing, practice breathing, practice breathing. Mm -hmm. I've got videos on it, watch the video, practice breathing um, because Again, like if you're breathing properly, that's how you have a strong core. And so everything truly starts from there. Yeah, sounds like I need to take a class just to breathe. <laughs> yes, <laughs> don't we all? It's five so of breathing. <laughs> I, I have to laugh because you know before you know years ago, people might have asked what you need to do to be healthy, and it's like you know do work out this many times a day. Da 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 da. Now it's like you need to breathe. You need to sleep yes. <laughs> and eat your phytonutrients. Yeah, let's take it back to the basics. Let's take exactly. it back to the basics. Breathing. Work is life. That's yeah, <laughs> true. Let's work on, you know, you know, a, a conscious breath because we're in the shallow breath all the time. Yeah. And it does help you connect then with mm -hmm. your body more because that whole idea of applies being mind body connection, you know, it's yeah. going to start with breath. It's going to help you focus. It's going to help you connect to your body. You can't phone in Pilates, just can't dial that one in, you know, um, you really have to connect with what you're doing. Mm. So you said you do like the private classes, but do, are, are there, do they offer the reformer? That's the machine classes mm -hmm. in groups. And they if do. they do, can the instructor like, you know, kind of like manage everybody with on that machine? Yes and no. Um, I, so I would tell everybody listening to this, if they're thinking about potties before jumping in a class, um, because privacy, they are obviously more expensive. You're investing in your health. But if you can't do it, if you, you should always at least start with at the minimum three privates because it's going to help you understand the basic concepts of Pilates. It's gonna help an instructor that you might be continuing to take classes with, look at any modifications your body might need. You know, if you have 
over extended um, a cervical spine, you might need a pillow under your head, you know, just different things like that. So I would first always try to do some privates. And if you are taking a group class with a reformer, absolutely, there's plenty of studios that do it. Um, you know, to get one that maybe only has no more than five reformers. You walk into a studio and they have, you know, 10 plus reformers. Um, you have to really know what you're doing. Otherwise, you could hurt yourself. And it's and Pilates, again, is all about your quality of movement. It's really getting it right. Mm. Okay, so, okay, so now I think we have like an understanding about, okay, the reformer with the Pilates. And now there is mat Pilates. Mm -hmm. um, what's the difference between it in the body, like from taking a mat class and the reformer class? Like, What's like the different benefits? Well, you know, it, my sessions usually include a mix of both. And mat can be, I mean, if you, some exercises on the mat are going to be easier, right? And some are going to be harder to use in your own body. Sometimes, you know, it's, there's not really a difference, you know, because you can use the reformer, let's say, to do the hundred. Have you done the hundred yet, Unique? And on the mat, I've never done it on the, well, I don't know. I don't think I've done it on the, um. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So here's the thing, like, okay. The, Cause there's so many different steps and there's so many different props. If you're just, if you're doing it on the mat and what we call the closed chain position with your feet down, then it's okay. Not too hard, but all of a sudden you take your legs up to tabletop or extend it out and it's really hard. Yeah. And right. Then and you have to do the breath at the same time. Exactly, and that's really hard. <laughs> but then you get on the reformer and let's say you have your hands in the straps. Well, that's gonna add more of a challenge. It's gonna challenge your rib stability and challenge the core more. But if you're like doing it on the Cadillac or uh, with a tower with your legs, the extension straps, it can help support the weight of your legs so it can help it. So, you know, they the reformer can either help get you into some of the basic exercises on the mat or it can challenge the mat exercises. So, um, you know, you have obviously the resistance of the springs on the reformer. So you've, you're getting that. Um, but, you know, my clients always laughed when I used to teach mat classes, it looked like the circus because I'd have every prop you could. I had some hand weights and maybe a fitness circle and a stability ball. And so mm -hmm. you can always add props to challenge it too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, okay. So this is all good information to know. I, I feel like I need to take a, um, a, a reformer class now or <laughs> well, reformer session. I mean, I've, I, I've been taking Pilates at my gym, which has just been basically the mat classes. They do have the reformer there, but those are like privates. So yeah. um. <laughs> I will say this, you know, most of my class, so during the pandemic, all my clients are doing virtual sessions, which is great. And there's so much you can get out of the mat, but if they had been on the reformer, they really started missing it. It's yeah. just, it's such an amazing piece of equipment. Mm -hmm. um, so different than anything else you could use. Um, and the springs are just really, really nice. And yeah, so, you know, usually after a while people really miss the reformer, but you know, mat works golden too. There's so many great things we get out of mat work. So when Joseph Pilates, when he 
developed um, Pilates, he developed the reformer first before the Matt Pilates. Well, no, I would he I would say he did Matt first. Oh, he did um, Matt. And then started using the springs as resistance, and then it kind of grew the springs from the hospital beds. Yeah, and it kind of grew from there. Okay. Okay, so now let's walk through a mat class because that may be very accessible to a lot of people. They may, you know, a lot of people have gym memberships. They see Pilates on the gym, you know, schedule and they say, oh, let me go to this class. What, what should they expect from a, I know every teacher is completely different so you can get a different class every time. <laughs> mm -hmm. But what is kind of like the basics of a mat class? A mat oh, yeah. and you know it can be like you said so different depending on the instructor and there's so many different exercises but you'll again start with generally a warm-up um you'll you expect a lot of core work any good pilates class should take your spine through all ranges of motion like we talked about earlier flexion extension rotation lateral flexion a lot of um spinal articulation um you, yeah, you should be able to hit every body part on the mat mm -hmm. and feel like you had a good workout. Okay. And now you now are there going to be usually props in a like a mat class? Oh you know, and also the Pilates mat is a little bit thicker than like a yoga mat. Correct. Because yeah. you're rolling on the spine so much in that articulation. So it's just a little safer um, for those joints. Mm -hmm. You can do, I mean, the whole mat work is designed without props, but then there's modifications to challenge it or to support you by using props. So it just depends on the studio and what they have available and if they'll be using props or not. Okay. Now, I the props when I've been taking classes that seem to be pretty consistent are, you know, is the... the do you guys call it the magic ring or the Pilates ring? Oh, the ring of fire. The oh, one. Oh, the ring, ring of fire. Okay. Body. My okay. clients would throw out the window if they could. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the so the ring circle, the ring. Yeah, there's a lot of different names for it, but yes. Okay, so the ring of fire, and <laughs> then there's that that oval ball. What's the name of the oval ball? The oval ball. Well, it's like kind of, uh, maybe I'm calling it the wrong thing. It's like, a, um, you put it behind your neck to kind of support you or like in behind your spine. Well, there's a lot of different pillows and things for the neck. There's a foam roller you can use, obviously weights, bands, all sorts of different size balls, you know, okay. tiny to big, depending if you're going to put it under your sacrum, under your sternum, mm -hmm. um, you know, for ab work or extension. So there's so many different props you can use, rotational discs. Um, one of the props I really love to use, you only some studios will have it and it's newer. It's called an OOV, O-O-V. Okay. Um, and I highly, it's, it's almost too complicated to describe in a podcast um, that would need its own separate podcast, but <laughs> such a cool little tool that everyone can just kind of Google to get a feel for. But yeah, you'll see a lot oh, of- Okay, I just, I just Googled it. Oh, I've never seen this before. Yeah, it's amazing. It, I mean, everything from core work, you can stand on it. You, it's a lot of fascia release stuff. Um, 
yeah, it's great for stability. It's, it's super cool. And yeah, like I said, we could dive into that another time, but that's a really cool prop. If you ever see an OOV class on a schedule, go check it out. <laughs> oh, interesting. You introduced me to something I've never seen before. Good. Now I'm, I'm going to be in search for the OOV. <laughs> you might not thank me at first, but you'll thank me later. <laughs> oh, so cool. Now I'm going to be like on a YouTube after this, looking up all this OOV business because I've Good. never seen that before. I think everybody's yeah, exactly. Googling it right now as they're listening. <laughs> the OOV. Okay. <laughs> so um, now, I, like I said, I've been doing the the mat classes and the the oval bowl that I don't know what the name is. And it kind of, some of them, like when I go to pick it up, some of them are like more inflated, some are less inflated um, as well too. I need it a lot because I feel like I have a very difficult time with like lifting my neck up and I'm always in so much like agony in my neck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, am I doing it wrong? Why is everyone so lifted beautifully up? And I'm just like, barely get these shoulders off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, I mean, it can be a handful of different things. You know, some people have a very flattened spine and they can't get as much mobility there. Um, you know, if someone's kyphosis and has extra flexion in their ribs, they actually shouldn't do a good ton of flexion, but they can get it more, um, you know, and as far as the neck too, there's, I see both things, right? I see tech neck from everyone looking at their phones, or I have a lot of clients that are lawyers, their necks are all just yeah. sticks, right? So they lose the curve. Um, there's an awesome, um, I, I call it the wave, it's like this cervical neck pillow you can get on Amazon. Um, but it just, when people get it, it encourages that curvature in their cervical and opens up all the front neck muscles where they tend to be tight, mm -hmm. which is a really nice tool. And then again, you have some people, it's just the opposite. They're overextended in their neck and the front neck muscles are just completely shut off. So you have to kind of work on lengthening the back of the neck and engaging through the front of it to help hold that. Mm, okay. But so that's see, that's why that it's it's different so for good everybody. To do private. And it, yeah, that's it. So you can just figure those things out, and it'd be easier to cue in a class. Yeah, and then once you start to understand those pieces in your body, you know what corrections you need to do. Exactly. Um, within your body that's why we're all we're all unique we're all individuals out here <laughs> that's right that's so true <laughs> yeah and that's why we have to find you know the what do we call the uh, i'm trying to think the blueprint for for our own lives or our own bodies or whatever we're looking to do it's like everyone has a different like blueprint in their life absolutely um, Okay. Okay. There, there's been so much great information. And now it's like, even though, like I said, I've started to like enter the world of Pilates. Now I want to even just go deeper. I'm going to have to be like calling my gym up and be like, I think I need to book a class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually people that try, like, I just want to try it out. They usually really end up geeking out on it and taking a pretty deep dive. So definitely explore, explore. <laughs> okay. So do you have any advice for someone that's like really struggling in Pilates? Yeah. Yeah. I, one, be patient. It is definitely something that 
it's a practice, right? So you don't sit down in front of the piano and, and master it immediately. So be give yourself some grace and patience. Find an instructor that you connect with. It, you know, there's like all, all things, there's some that are really knowledgeable, some that have really great cues for you, maybe cues that don't work for you that you connect with. So try some different instructors. Um, don't give up after one or two, find someone um, and you know, be very clear with them on what your struggles are and what goals you have and what you'd like to achieve. And um, even in a, in a class before, during and after, you know, if you aren't sure if you're doing something right or you have a question about a cue or an exercise, don't be afraid to ask. Um, because sometimes it's just that one little cue that'll make all the difference in the world for you. Mm, yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I with that so much is like, <laughs> mm -hmm. like this is what I've been looking for. I've been struggling through this, and that's the cue I needed. That was yeah. Good. I have that even happen with clients. I'll tell them the same thing for three years. <laughs> yeah. like, oh. And then I say it a little differently one time, and it's like, poo, the light bulb goes off. You know, they're like totally, oh, that makes so much sense to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> it's yeah. a good reminder. That was me. the connection I needed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> even though it's been sitting there all along but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes okay so now are there any important details about pilates that we didn't talk about that you want to make sure you share well uh, we did talk about breathing which is so important you know one of the the biggest things and there's been a lot of talk about it the past few years but is fascia right fascia is that thin casing of connective tissue. It surrounds every organ, blood vessel, bone, nerve fiber, and muscle. It holds it in place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, healthy fascia should be like almost like elastic netting. And, you know, through mis like misalignments, stress, trauma, injury, all these different things are fascia like hardens almost. So imagine it almost turning into like a tar. And when that happens, it, it's painful. It restricts your range of motion. Um, you don't get that definition and connection in your muscles that you want. So fascia release, I always, you know, my clients are, they hear about it all the time. They all have homework they have to do every night with fascia release. If you're not releasing that, especially before you try to work out, you're just playing tug of war with your body. Um, so I would say that that area is so important for balancing, you know, if you have part of your fascia that's so tight and you're trying to just strengthen the opposing muscle to balance it out, it's never going to let go and you have to release it. So I would say, um, fascia release is super important. You know, I, you could probably find some YouTube videos. We have it on our on-demand class library. It, it, it's it's so, so important. I can go on and on, but usually that's going to require some like, um, I call them yoga tune-up balls. They're almost like lacrosse balls, but a little softer. Um, and there's different sizes. There's a lot of stuff with the foam roller you can do to help release that. But I would say that work is equally as important as working your body out. Mm. Um, I can't stress that enough. 
that is so important. And I see such a difference and how my, even breathing, you know, releasing your fascia, even around your midsection and your pecs is going to allow you to take deeper breaths. My clients are always amazed. I'll have them do one side and either breathe or walk or try to touch their toes. And they're always so amazed at the difference they feel. And it's such a simple, easy, wonderful thing. I have my, my husband laughs at me because I have a basket full of balls in my living room. And every night that's, that's what I do. And, you know, sometimes it's just for five minutes. Sometimes it's for a half hour, but um, it, it's amazing. It makes you feel so much better. Wow. I, you really, you really are definitely um, schooling me today. You know, <laughs> I, I knew about the fascia and, um, but I never giving it this much thought until now. <laughs> and, I put it on the top of your priority list. <laughs> you know, it, and I think, you know, now how should it feel? Because for me personally, I know some people love the foam rolls. Yeah, oh, I love feeling, I, I don't like it. And then I have like the little small ball, balls that I think may be for the fascia. Um, they're the medicine, I'm not sure. They're like a medicine ball, but it's for that whole like rolling on and, you know, and working through the joints or wherever we're working through. And I always find that those balls in the, in the foam rollers are just like, I'm not going to say it's painful, but it's not a pleasant feeling for me. So I, I shy away from them. Um, how should someone feel when they do the fascia release? So I will, I will say two things about that. One, usually if it's, you get on a spot, it's really painful. It's because you need it. <laughs> you'll, you'll notice like if you so were to do it, it, it means that you need it. If you, okay. if you stuck with, let's say, just pick one body part you know, like, you know, rolling your quads on the foam roller or something. Mm -hmm. First day, it might be so painful. Like you need a chew toy. You might feel a little nauseous because you hold emotion. Women tend to especially hold things so internally. Mm -hmm. And I, I'll have people in here crying, rolling things out because it just releases all this past trauma and things like mm -hmm. that. So first that's one, but, but if you'd be amazed, if you do it for a handful of days in a row, you, you won't feel that anymore. Okay. But one of the biggest mistakes people make with rolling is that they do it too fast and you can actually bruise your fascia. You don't want to be rolling over something and clenching, clenching, clenching your body yeah. the entire time. You kind of just want to get to a place that might feel tight and you breathe into it, kind of keep telling yourself to let go, let go, sink, all these sorts of cues. And you'll start to feel it release. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want. You're not rolling it out like pie dough, you know, or, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you want to think I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> stop being so aggressive. You need <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, oh, get through it. <laughs> but yes. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. I'll have to send you one of my fashion release videos. It's, it, it's, I honestly, since I started doing it, it's like, I don't need a, quote unquote, stretch as much anymore. And I don't need massages. It, it really, it, it's a game changer, truly a game changer. Oh, wow. So, okay. Fashion release, the Uva, like, I mean, I'm learning, I'm learning so, <laughs> so much over here. Oh, wow. And, and I'm so happy that you brought it to the fashion release and you didn't say, you know, you could have spoke about something else about Pilates and say, well, make sure when you're doing the 100s, but you was yeah. like, do yeah. the fashion release. <laughs> so important. Everybody, everybody, everybody. <laughs>
Uh, and then how many days a week should you do it? We have seven days in the week. How many days should we talk about some fascia relief? I mean, I, you know, I, I feel like every day you should do something, you know, and it doesn't have to be, I mean, I have videos where it's, it's full toe to head, um, you know, but you don't need to do that. Even it, even if it's, you know, for me, I'll, I'll, I'll roll my feet before I go for a run. I roll my midline out because it releases my back and my hips so much. I was having all this crazy hip pain forever. And everyone's like, I was getting x-rays and all these things were like, oh, your hips are fine and this and that. And I started doing this um, exercise for the waistline and onto the QL and I never had that pain again. So it just depends where your pains are. You know, I have clients who are really rounded in their shoulders. They're pulling forward and their necks and heads coming forward because they're sitting at their computer. Those, I tell them, roll your pets and do it at the beginning of the day. Mm-hmm. the beginning of the day and at the end if you have time too but really good to do before a workout um if you can but yeah you can roll every single day i would be but i would be happy if people did it at, you know, i don't at least three times a week can i say three times a week <laughs> three times a week. We'll, we'll start off with three times a week because we understand that we have to give ourselves grace and you know we've been yeah. living 40 plus years not doing this. And all of a sudden, we're, you know, seven days could be challenging. So we'll, the it's goal one, will be three days. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's one of those things when people really start to sit with it and breathe with it and feel it, they're going to want to do it more often. So it's just, it's one of those things. But yes, find a body part to do it as often as you can. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I definitely am going to, I'm about to put that on my to-do. <laughs> it's like these, the routines are like, now that I'm like stepping into this wellness space, because <laughs> this wasn't always the lifestyle. This is, this is very new to me. That's why this podcast is here. I'm learning. I'm learning yeah, every single great. episode. And it's like, it's, it's like the routines every day is just getting deeper and deeper and deeper, but I know it's all, it's, it's all for the good. <laughs> well, I, saw, I did recently see a meme by Dr. Will Cole, who I follow. It said, self-care should be an everyday practice, not an emergency act. And I was like, huh, I like that. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Because if we maintain these, you know, every single day, then we won't have to be, like you said, being in there, you know, an emergency act when something goes wrong. We already built our body up to be prepared if something does happen. So, oh my goodness, this has been phenomenal. Amazing so educational for my end at least (laughs) and but before I let you go today I would love for you to tell me what does becoming unique mean to you um I would say to me is being authentic to yourself and with others um to really to truly take the time to discover what is important to you and to the life you want to create. I think, um, you know, especially with social media these days, we just see what other people are doing and how they're living. And we feel like we should be a part of that and doing that and the other. And then sometimes you're like, why am I happy once you're doing all of that, right? So I think, you know, to really sit with yourself, get in nature, figure out what it is that makes you tick, that brings you peace and happiness, and living that life. Mm. That's not always easy, 
But, um, you know, if you take the time and figure it out, I think it it helps us in so many ways. I I absolutely love that, you know, being authentic to yourself and not to others. That's absolutely beautiful. And it's so, so, so true. And it's challenging at the same time, because we do live in an era where, you know, social media is taking over the world and everyone's being able to get you know, inside views of people's highlight reels in life. Right, right. <laughs> you know, literally highlight reels. We don't exactly. see all the other stuff. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, where in the old days you got to be, you know, you just kind of knew you in the, maybe the circle around you. And, you know, and that was, when now it's like people are looking at people far, far away and putting themselves in someone else's shoes when mm-hmm. the goal is to put yourself in your own shoes. Absolutely. (laughs) And that even goes with your health and wellness. You know, it's a cup of coffee is going to affect you and me completely different. The keto diet is going to affect someone completely different. Our microbiome is so different. So, you know, even as far as food and diet goes and movement and exercise, it's, you know, just because you see some gal with a six pack and, you know, whatever online and says she, all she eats is bananas and does CrossFit every day it's like okay well that might work well for her but my body would fall apart doing that you know so (laughs) it's it's really it's so unique to each of us and our bodies and our our health so yeah exactly it's so unique and it, you know and this like I say many times my name is unique and this is becoming unique but the becoming unique is all of our all is all of us so it's be become unique within yourself you know not in like you said don't look at the next person looking like oh she eats this and does that no that's not that may not be your formula and um you know once you start to sit with yourself and really you know understand yourself <laughs> like I was even telling my husband this morning I was like we have two completely different doshas like in the Ayurvedic world I'm like I'm cold and dry and you're like fire <laughs> so <laughs> we so we need two different you know we're different like yeah. completely different you know food is going to affect us completely different you know and I, and I was like that's why I was like, I was like, I know salads are so in style. I was like, that's why I don't really eat too many salads because I personally feel I have a hard time breaking it down. I need to start to cook, yes. cook my food. And, and that's personal to me. Um, but the next person go eat, uh, you know, raw food all day long and you may be fine. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. It takes a little work sometimes to, to, you know, I, I think, as far as your health and your wellness goes, it, it's hard because you don't just get the answer. It's a, it's a journey and it's a lot of trial and error sometimes, but, um, oh man, are the rewards great. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm still, I say it all the time. I'm like, I'm still figuring out every single day and, you know, you just, but it's, it's all about paying attention and being mindful and all of that, you know, um, that's very important. The mindfulness as you're doing stuff and paying attention, you know, so you can start to understand yourself and understand your journey and what works for you and what doesn't work for you. But, um, yeah oh my goodness this has been phenomenal I think thank you I enjoyed our conversation unique and I'm excited for you to geek out on some of that stuff (laughs) oh definitely thank you so much Jill you're welcome I'll chat with you soon yeah
Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jill, for schooling us on Pilates. And thank you for putting the cherry on the top at the very end, talking about our fascia and the fascia release. Oh my goodness, this has been such an amazing episode. I know I definitely learned. (laughs) So I thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I am leaving Jill's information in the show notes. Make sure you guys check her out. Bye.